Hi, everybody, and welcome to John Hennigan's Old Time Radio Show. So glad you could join us. It's going to be really terrific. we got some really wacky, zany old records for you tonight. Boy, oh boy. It's, it's going to be a swell time. <laughs> Okay, it's August 14th, 2015. John Hennigan here on the Old Time Radio Show from our pal Robert Crumb's yes. glorious record room full of exotic treasures Indeed, that boggle sir. the mind Indeed. with the beautiful, damn she fine, my <laughs> wife, Eden Brower. And she's wearing a sh- t-shirt that has an R. Crumb drawing on it. Let's let's see that. Who's it's a Ar- great who's t-shirt. Ar- Crumb? He drew the Freak Brothers. <laughs> it says, I'm no dum-dum. Now, now Eden is like staring down at her chest <laughs> at this t-shirt <laughs> design like she never know. saw it before. Yeah, I don't think we can, we're can. we going to be able to get through come this come show. Come, let, me, let me see that These design a little bit better. Don't, no, don't pull his shirt up. <laughs> yeah, pu- just kind of, you know, know thrust is. your chest out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can see that Arch design better. Yeah, that's right. These come on. Good shoes. Sit up straight. Yes. Got yeah. the good shoes. You fine. Oh, she's all embarrassed now. You fine. <laughs> you fine. Oh, she's gonna she's gonna disappear now. So she's gonna dematerialize. <laughs> oh, is that the now I know why I married you. You dumb as shit, but you fine. This shit was loose when I bought it. Now it's tight. Thank God. <laughs> Somebody said well. <laughs> that shit is tight. <laughs> How many of these shirts do you sell, Robert? Me. Yeah. I don't sell those shirts. Or I never saw that shirt before in my life. <laughs> we bought it from your gallery. Oh, really? That was in the, in the gallery? Yeah. yeah. It was the best purchase we ever made, that shirt. I, I love that shirt. I wonder who made those shirts. Aileen, I have no idea. Aileen was, you know, saying how Jeez. she made sure that they were, like, the right size to fit women huh. or something. Hmm. It's a great shirt. Well, it certainly fits Eden's chest quite nicely. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> All right. Getting back to the music... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think today this is um, Women's Liberation Month or something, so that's why we started out this well, week. Well, it's great that you appreciate your wife. Why shouldn't I? That you have not yet, you know, become jaded or, you know, indifferent not to your loving wife. With my wife? Look at her. <laughs> she beautiful. You poor sap. <laughs> hey, man. All I know is, like, uh, all I could tell you about women is, is I know nothing about women. <laughs> Eden, I've been together for 18 years. I have no idea what she's going to say at any given moment. I don't know anything. I'm clueless. But I know one thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people I work with go home to somebody that they hate, they don't get along with, who's a big fat slob. I go home to someone who's always in a good mood, funny, and she's fine. So fuck you, I win. I I don't even know how I won, but I win. All right, so back to the show. Yes, uh, very touching. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, no, no. All I got out of that was... When we renew our vows, that. that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> it's going to be like, she fine! Okay, well, John and I discussed listening to old jazz records this evening, but I kind of thought maybe everybody already knows old jazz. That seemed to me too, you know, 
obvious everybody would already be familiar with that stuff. But John says no, these young people that listen to old music are not that familiar with old jazz. These young whippersnappers, they don't know nothing. They like the blues. Yeah, all the old, you know, curmudgeon guys who aren't listening to this because they're too bitter and jaded and they don't know how a computer works, they have the great jazz records. Right, the that's whole, right. The whole younger generation of people who are mostly into country because they can't afford blues, you know, and like mm. other stuff. They don't mm. know nothing about jazz but what they dance listen? bands. So, so jazz is expensive? No, it's just that like, like it hasn't been reissued to that generation. Like he said... Well, it's all been reissued. Yeah, that, that's actually true. And but so when like I first like, started you know, collecting, it's not on Yazoo. It's not on uh, uh, what's his name's label out of North Carolina. You right. know, the good old hat and all that stuff. Yeah, it's not like old hat. Chris King's not doing it. It's not. Uh, that's true. Yeah, nobody's doing it in right. this generation. Yeah, uh, dance bands forget about it. Dance bands are actually really. I mean, mm. I, you know. Very different. If you don't know, like like he said, well, it's probably all on YouTube, yeah. and to a point, that's true. But you got to know what to look for. You yeah, know? that's number one. But jazz, like I, I m- almost every young collector that comes over my house listening to records, reminds me of me when I first started. They think, why do people like Cab Calloway? Like that's all swingy and weird because I've yeah. never heard the records with the Missourians that he first <coughs> played for me, and etc. etc. Et They're kind of alienated from horns or something. Well, it just seems, Horns. I think they don't realize how powerful the music is. It seems probably slick and like... They probably you know, relate to like the Johnny Carson band or something. Yeah, or, <laughs> or even like the swing of the 30s is much more accessible. Yeah, know? right. Like, you know, that's what always comes up. Like you said the other day, like, you know, if they're doing a movie on the 20s, they put in some kind of s- swing. Yeah, or, yeah they don't know, get it. It's weird. Music's always wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a reason why. They people haven't heard and absorbed it. So that's why I really wanted to do a show. Just yeah. a great jazz record. Like I was telling you the story, two buddies of mine who are, are really deep collectors when it comes to like country and even ethnic stuff and they love blues. Yeah. Yeah. They don't collect a lot of it because it's so expensive, but they love listening to it. They both claim not to like jazz and I put on a couple records like you know, Alphonse, Alphonse Trent, Trent, you told they, me. They lost th- their minds, you know. <laughs> That's funny. Anything was that, That's like, funny. rough and powerful, you know. Yeah. I guess it's just, yeah, something they haven't f- heard, haven't been not familiar with it. I didn't know that stuff till you played it for me, really. When I first started collecting, all the older collectors that I knew were, that jazz was the thing. They well, like, peripherally I, blues a little bit. Country, <coughs> not at all. The country music was cornball to them. Ethnic music was like, you know, another planet. They weren't interested in that at all. Well, when I was a kid, I was really into like when I heard the Louis Armstrong Hot Fives, Hot Sevens. I bought that complete you did? CD oh, yeah? thing really? when that came out, huh. and then that led me to find like Jelly Roll Morton and the Red Hot Peppers because that was all on those LPs that had those generic black black and white covers. So I found like Benny huh. Moten, huh. Kenny's Cotton Pickers, yeah. Oh, yeah. a couple mm. other things. Yeah. But that was it, you know. To huh. me, like that was jazz, like those five bands or mm. whatever. Mm. And then actually, when you put out that compilation, that's what I call sweet music. Huh. That's when I mm. really got into oh, yeah. dance, bands. dance bands because huh. that reminded me yeah. so much of the music I listened to oh, as yeah. a kid in cartoons that sure. I really liked. Really, huh. that I really really liked. Huh. And, hmm. But I didn't know that existed. I'd never heard it. You know, interesting. Yeah, interesting. And then I realized 
it's actually easy to acquire some great yeah. dance yeah. band records. Like some well, of the greatest yeah. ones are just out there and nobody right. wants them. When I first started collecting in 1960, that was the easiest thing to find was of that of the good stuff was the dance bands of the 20s right. and 30s, early 30s. Oh, that's of the good stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, let's start out with a Something that I would assume everybody's familiar with, Red Nichols, right? Everybody knows Red Nichols, right? I, I highly, highly <laughs> doubt it, but Never I bet you, are you going to play Feeling No Pain? No. Okay, what are you going to play? Backbeats. Huh. This is Brunswick? Red Nichols, Five Pennies on Vocalion. On Vocalion. But is I think this, it's also on Brunswick. Is this in uh, some Bob Fosse? Is this like in Chicago? Or? It's New York, actually. <laughs> Red in Nichols. Bob Fosse, what do you mean? The play movie Chicago. Oh, oh, oh. All that, Jen? No, 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 See that? I'm again, just kidding. Okay. I'm just Can't you take a joke? But, Jesus. Uh, but everybody can find these Red Nichols records. Yeah, they today. sold well. Yeah. So there's a lot of copies of them. All the early ones are great. They are, yes. They're all great. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff was great. Wow, wonderful. Into it. <laughs> <coughs> Maybe you write about her. <laughs> <laughs> just wear the shirt and shut yeah, up. That's how you get me in right. trouble.
was swinging, that was happening. That's great. That was wow, that was now. And as uh, you pointed out, that was uh, Joe Venuti, Ed Lang, and then Miff Mole on the trombone. Oh, trombone. Who, those guys recorded so many records together. Yeah. Different uh, band names. Fantastic. And let's, we must, like, for those who might not know, they were white, all those musicians. Yeah, they were white because we like segregate our music. Well, in those days, you know, 20s, you couldn't integrate, and a band couldn't have black and white musicians playing publicly. They right. made some records. Privately, they did, yeah. Some records of mixed race, mixed bands, but. No, but it kind of is important to put in perspective, like we were talking about, like who that band played for, what the. You know, they played for dance halls, and maybe you want to expand yeah. on that. Red Nichols' band was the most popular band with white college kids at that time. White, so, white, so they didn't play <coughs> rich people's. Yeah, they did that too. Yeah, college. yeah, sure. But the college yeah. boys really liked Red Nichols' band for some reason. So he played a lot of college dances, proms, and stuff like that. And people may not understand, but that was like a, the most common form of entertainment, like. You know, this was at a time when a lot of people didn't even go to movies yet or anything like that. Like, they went out dancing on the yeah, weekend side. they went to movies social. and they went dancing. But it was like a, a social thing, you know. That's how you yeah. picked up chicks. And there was just thousands of places to go dancing in America then. Yeah. Thousands every, of venues. Every hotel, everywhere you went, yeah. there were dance bands. Of all classes. So yeah. The most low-life dance halls for working-class proletariat people to up to the fanciest ballrooms and the fanciest hotels. And right. People danced. It was, the country was dance-crazy. Yeah. And that, that kind of gradually <laughs> dwindled down. In New York, that's right. <laughs> what? Dancing is illegal. Bloomberg, he outlawed dancing. No. Yeah, you can't dance <laughs> yeah, in clubs. Did. It's illegal. He, he found some old law that, cabaret, that a club has to have a cabaret license. For tell, to like for the prohibition era. So if people dance, what do they do? They call the cops? What? That's what I do. <laughs> John just <laughs> But if I see his, any girl shaking a, a bar, her hips a bar around, will call 911. from dancing because they can get fined. Oh if they my. don't have a cabaret license. Wow. What, what kind of, wow. you know... Good conservative American wouldn't. But That's like, what nine one one is for. Dancing, so can you like? I think I see sway? someone enjoying themselves in a club. Yeah. Wait, they're dancing. Can Get you the sway cops back here. And forth, can you like stomp yeah. your feet, but only slowly, so yeah. you're not really dancing. If you're standing up and you're moving your body to the music, I Go guess. Go to jail, man. Then you get beat down by cops. They just come in. <laughs> come and beat <laughs> and you. Start to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I think it was really good that New York City, you know, elected conservative. Uh, corporate interest billionaires for like the last 25 uh, years between sorry. Giuliani and Bloomberg. That was a really good decision, New Yorkers. Thanks a fucking lot, you dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin my fucking neighborhood. Well, pretty soon we're going to have Donald Trump for president in the uh, United yeah. States. That'll be great. It's going to be a great four years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a whole new set of <laughs> the end America days. will be the laughing stock of the world. Can you imagine? <laughs> great. It'll be great. And, and, and that fucking be great clown is in France, dude. I gotta live there. <laughs> but it'll, it, it'll be so crazy that, you know. It'll be a. I mean, you know the, the news networks want it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, it, oh, it'll yeah. be a oh, field yeah. day. Because everything that comes out of his mouth will be, you know, so gold. ridiculous. Gold, that, baby. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's great. I think that's, you know, a great media event that Donald Trump become president, you know. Well, in a weird way, like, I. It would be so pathetic 
and so comical that I could almost like go along with it, except that you know there'd be some, the social effects of my day to day life. I don't even want to talk. About I can't it. imagine that he would be effective in any way. No. And at least, at least there won't be the pretense of having some guy who you're supposed to take seriously as president. That's that will be over. You won't have to worry no, about that. I mean, that's what they said about George W. Bush too. But all they need is a lunkhead in charge so that they can push their corporate. Yeah, there'll be some Dick Cheney and, behind and, there, and behind the scenes, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's not about Trump. Right. Right. I mean, Trump's an, Trump's an imbecile, but so was George W. Bush. I mean, did you ever hear what that guy used to say? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, I'd say Bush might have a chance of like doing better than him in an IQ test. <laughs> That'd be a tough call. <laughs> we'll be close. All right, so what do we got next here? Let's play another Red Nichols record. He made so many great ones. Okay, uh, is it going to be, let me guess. And the college kids love him. I can think of two that you might play that are tops to me anyways. Well, my favorite of all time, Make My Cot Where the Cock Cock Cock. That's a great one. Let's play that one. All right. Make my cot where the cock, cock, cotton grows. That's a good idea. You might remember this because uh, we went to see um, our buddy, um, whose name I can't remember right now. You know, the dance band in New York. Vince Giordano. Yeah, we went to see Vince Giordano with uh, Crumb here, and uh, he requested it you know, in, in oh, play yeah. form. That's right. He did a great version right off the chart, That's obviously, because right. it was note for note. He always sounds good. Thank you. 
Masterpiece. Sweet. So you think there was like a a dance that went along with that? Is there like a dance? A that specific like dance? Cock, I mean, there were dance steps. Dance? No, no. Be a slow foxtrot. You know. Yeah, like that's what. Yeah. You take the girl right close up to you and like just kind of do this like bear hug thing, you know. Huh. <laughs> and grab the boobs. I call it the old snatch and grab. So all the matrons from the, you know, the morals organizations in those days would go and, and uh, monitor these dance halls and, and actually go and, and pull couples away from each other <laughs> that were like too rubbing against each other too much and, and they preferred the bands to play fast tunes because they had couples had to it's harder to get close separate yeah. and do like athletic steps and stuff like that they actually preferred that fast yeah. tunes over slow ones funny like the black bands always for their audience to play the slow drag bluesy stuff like the like Troy the Floyd band and those kind of bands, they played almost entirely blues. Yeah, because the the patrons love to just you know grind against each other. Yeah, like you see that in that movie Hallelujah, that one scene. In, yeah, yeah. Where the Mozzie band plays a slow tune <coughs> and, the, and the people, it's great. No, it's the slow drag that Curtis Mosby's band actually plays. In Hallelujah. In Hallelujah. Oh, cool. I'll play that. <laughs> What's Hallelujah? Oh, it's this movie. We, we have it on DVD at home. Well, Hallelujah was the this movie that was like, I think it was one of the first movies that was made like in Hollywood for like a black audience. You're a slow drag, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't just call me a slow drag. What does that mean? <laughs> she called you slow drag? She said you're a slow drag. John's man. a slow drag. John's slow drag Hennigan. Yes, it's good. I like it. That's it's a good ring to game. it. Slow drag's not bad, but my new nickname's Nougat. Nougat. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was actually some guy in the 20s, some blues singer or something called Slow Drag, somebody or other. Oh, yeah. I like playing slow. That's my tempo. As I get older and older, I want to play slower and slower. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah. I'm looking through my my magnificent collection of Curtis Mosby records here for That's Blue cool. Blower. Yeah, Blue Blowers Blues. This is the tune that they actually play in Hallelujah. The, 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 the slow drag tune they play. Unfortunately, they didn't make a record of, of their version of Swanee Shuffle that they play in the movie, which is great in the movie. Swanee Shuffle. It's a great tune. Uh, there's a, a old record of it by a white band, but there's Curtis Mosby band that plays in the movie doesn't didn't make a record of it.
Curtis Mosby and his Dixieland Blue Blowers, That's Los great. Angeles, 1928. Fantastic. See, that would be hard to dance to. Now, what do you got? That's peppy. That was it. Peppy one. Yeah. You guys are old. That's as peppy as it gets. <sighs> Listen to Blanche Calloway and her Joy Boys. Oh yeah. It's right here for you. She was Cab Calloway's sister. Hmm. She was a dancer mainly, but she also sang a little bit. N- none of these records are the Missourians, are they? No, this yeah. is her. I don't know who these guys are. Her band. <laughs>
kiss me. Do you think that's right? Just then Miss Mandy turned around to him and she said, listen here, Jim, it's right here for you if you don't get it. The pain of all the mine. You know there's honey in each rose for the bees. It's up to him to get it, you will agree. I've got a love disposition. So dear, I'm in the same position. It's right here for you. And if you don't get it, ain't no fault of mine. Wait, no, baby, ain't no fault of Why don't you play a great Cab Calloway? Huh, okay. Some of these days or something like that. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's a fabulous record. So you know, that's someone who I would think of as kind of like more... Cab Calloway? Yeah. Just without, no, just the name, like it's so popular. Cab? <laughs> well, when I first started collecting you know, and I heard guys like him even talk about Cab Calloway, I thought, wow, I must really hate jazz because yeah. like all the Cab Calloway I came across from the 30s was really... Yeah. That's you know, like all true. other jazz, all other jazz, just watered down, yeah. just derivative. And yeah. When I heard this early stuff, I lost my yeah. mind. Oh, yeah. Like Louis Armstrong. What's that? Yeah, the Louis first. Armstrong is same thing. The early years. Are you know the great. name. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Or Duke Ellington. Or yeah. Duke Ellington's a great example. Yeah. You know. yeah. God, I mean, the difference between those early Ellington. But you know, days a lot of people. Still have like great admiration for his Duke Ellington's later records. They say they're very creative, all that, but they don't interest me at all. I just like the early stuff. Yeah, me too. It's I started out that way, liking that stuff a little bit when I was younger because I had oh, access yeah, to it. Yeah. 
But, right. you know, he, they the thing about him, they always say well, he was a great arranger, which is true. And he know? had the, these greater talented arrangers like Billy Strayhorn and everything, so people still consider his golden age like the late 30s, 40s yeah. or something. I don't know. Not me. Me, me neither. Okay, here's Cam Calloway's band doing some of these days. And this is the Missourians, it's the band. Yeah, basically. Basically. What year is this? This is like 1930, 31. Somewhere in there, 31, I think. Right on the edge of the end of jazz. Yeah, by 32 for Cab Calloway, it's over. I yeah. don't really like anything. And you listen to this record, and it's hard to believe. I know this song. This song is popular. Not only because I play it all yeah. the time. so... <laughs> Is tight, man. That was good. That was red hot. Oh, yeah. That is red hot. Red hot playing. You called it. <laughs> now we need some tiny parm or some shit like that. <laughs> tiny parm. 
Somewhat. One of my favorites. Do you have Lucky 369? Yeah, that's a great one. It's a peppy one. Yeah. Keep the kids pepped up and they'll buy anything. You have it, right? Yeah, but, you know, when I put this on the website, it's just easier to have it all together. I mean, you have it, right? You have it, You right? have a nice clean copy? Yes, I do, sir. Mm. Is it Mine's E plus? E plus, E plus? Huh? E plus copy? Mm. Get out! Get mm. out! <laughs> Lucky 369 by Tiny Parmenas Musicians, a Chicago band. Black. Records. See, the I, kids you know, out there don't know. 
That's that was the Not recording even. orchestra. He had a whole other band that played in some big theater in downtown Chicago that never recorded. Really? Why was that? You think? That band sounded so tight. How could those guys have not play it all the time? Then I think it's like an eight-piece band. And supposedly had a really large orchestra at this theater. Oh wow! Played all. So, so you just didn't drag everybody into the studio. Yeah. And even made, could, you know, they for theater wow. stuff they could play like light classical and all kinds of stuff like Incredible. That. Huh? But you know the the marketing people at Victor they made him only play yeah of course jazz stuff. Yeah. But it's great. It's all great. Tiny farm. Incroyable. 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 We have next for the kids. How about Paul Howard's quality serenaders? Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong, huh? It's <laughs> mm. quality stuff. What do you know about these guys? Los Angeles, that's all I know. Paul Howard's the piano player. And he played earlier in a band called Harvey Rook's Quality Four. Which then morphed into Paul Howard's Quality Serenaders. I like how they were obsessed with the quality of the band. (laughs) (laughs) The quality thing. Because you're playing quality? Quality music. Yeah. For a a quality audience. Yeah, exactly. Those notes had no quality. Get off my band! (laughs) (laughs) Dead air, dead air. It's okay. This will come out in the editing. I'm gonna do one show of all dead air, just like John Cage. You know. What did he do? He's a you know no, modern. I know who he is. But what he wrote that tune that was like all rests, you know. Modern class. That was exciting to listen to. Oh uh, yeah. That was just as exciting as Andy Warhol's movie Sleep. I don't know it. Someone's sleeping. Really. For hours. Yep, that's what happens when you don't have a quality band and you <laughs> run out of ideas. I just, I just don't get it. What if hey, the sleep is quality? Hey, what's up, wifey? I'm doing laundry. Great. Oh, yes. Do our laundry, too. No, those days <laughs> are gone. Those are wife, all bring it on. <laughs> Carrying piles of sheets and pillowcases. John's cases. diapers are dirty. Oh, come on, oh, you jeez. Know. <laughs> okay, let's listen to The Ramble by Paul Howard's Quality Serenaders. Oh, yeah. That sums up John's whole life. The ramble. Thank you. 
Masterpiece, oh Jesus, there haven't been any good music so since then. <laughs> so good. Really? Nobody's talking about that in the last 85 years. It was ridiculous, those breaks are so good, so tight, amazing playing. So, Eden, uh -oh. Uh -oh. was that band white or black? Can you tell? Check your privilege. And her eyes are darting around, so there's no one. Yeah, because she realizes her white, white privilege now is gonna. I, I feel. <coughs> yeah, it could be a trick question. <laughs> the the trap. Just answer. There's no I, wrong I think answer. I you are black. You are correct. Yeah, it just sounded better than the white band. <laughs> I'm well, a, I'm there's, a, there's, the right there's something in, in something in the rhythm, you know. Yeah, it just rhythm, yeah. it just sounded like more loose and more. No, it's not loose. It's actually quite tight, but it's the rhythm well, is is more driving. Less stiff or something. It just, drives. Yeah. yeah. Slightly, you can't say more syncopated because the white stuff's syncopated, but it's just where it falls on the beat. They're a lot of the white stuff falls right on the beat, and to me, like a band like that is just the tiniest bit behind the beat, but not not off. Time exactly in the exact place, but that's the best I could explain it. But you really can't explain. There's it. a great scene yeah. in a in a Betty Boop cartoon that has the, the Louis Armstrong playing "You Rascal You" or something in there, yeah. and you see Coco the clown and and uh, that little dog character running right. away from the these African natives. So then they actually show Tubby Hall the drummer in the in Louis Armstrong's band. They show a film of him playing the drums, and then it it morphs into this cartoon of this total like like native jungle jigaboo beating these drums right right <laughs> and that's you know how they people see those that african influence in the music that's how they saw it you know the jungle music and it's true there's the, something african in it that's 
Well, lights just... Yeah, it just, I th- sounded, I think it's it just, just like, sounded like really energetic and really... It doesn't like matter whether you listen to Armenian, mm-hmm. Greek, Turkish. Like, everyone has this different sense of time. It's just that this it's was right. this was a strange point in uh, history That's where right. you had different uh, races of people playing the exact same music. So, you know, if you had, like, Turkish people playing South African music, you would it would be interpreted rhythmically completely different. But yeah. we just, you just don't have that. But here, you know, I mean, there's no difference in the music between these dance bands and the jazz bands, except, you know, something that's inherited in, you know, the, the way you're raised on music, the way you hear time, the way, mm-hmm. you know, it's just something that comes, you know, yeah. it's passed on from generation to generation before it kind of... Yeah, just this... And this was United before States, it had a chance to morph. You know? This give and take between the blacks and whites musically in the United States was very dynamic. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's in the country music and the jazz oh, sure. and ragtime, all that stuff. But yeah, ideas crossing over, and take, songs you know? crossing over. And, and rhythms and harmonies and, rhythms, and all yeah. of that. You know, they're crossing yeah. over back and forth constantly. Yeah. It was very dynamic for a long time up yeah. until, I don't know, the Beatles or something. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, at some point, it, it does yeah, become Beatles like... Were he- heavily influenced by black musicians. Well, rock and roll was, sure. You know, but I, uh, what I mean is, like, at this point in time when we're listening to these records, people are still segregated enough that there's a... a, a you know, you can... Rhythmically, there's still a, a stark difference between whites and blacks. You know. It's not like that black stark. Music, right? I always like the black music, but that's stark, but it's like identifiable, you know. Yeah, yeah. But there are some white bands you listen to, and if you didn't know, you might you have a hard time guessing, oh, you know. There's absolutely, some white and bands like from that period. I mean, or just you know, country guys, and I mean, take Dick Justice and Bayless Rose. You know, it's like you well, know, Bayless no, Rose. He was a Melungeon. Yeah, that's what that's what they say. <laughs> Melungeon. He's a, a mixture. A, no, unidentifiable mixture of Indian. Black, white, Spanish, French, nobody knows. Huh. The big mix. And then there's Jack Teagarden, you know, who sounds black, but turns out he's like an Indian. Tea he's Garden. an Indian. I didn't realize that. I thought he was just white. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should play that Fats Waller record with. Oh, it's a Teagarden record with. That's what I like about you. Oh, right. Yeah. That's so Jackie. great. That's great. With Fats Waller, I should play that. So much to play. I'll play it right now. This is Jack T. Garden and his orchestra in 1931. So good. This, yeah, this is a racially mixed group, but it's only for recording. They still couldn't do it what, in public. When, when was, what was like the first? Benny Goodman. Yeah. The first one to do it in public. Public. What year was that? black musicians in his band in public. It's like 35, 36, somewhere huh. in there. Was that like a big it's a breakthrough, yeah. thing? Was everyone like And since he was around? so popular, and he said, no, I'm not going to segregate. I'm going to have black musicians in my band. You, if you want my band, you got to take Lionel Hampton or whoever somebody was playing with. It's great that he did it. But, you know, like, you know, I collect uh, old photos, as you know, along with records. And I find so many photos of mixed race people, you know, posing together with instruments, you know. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. For how, going how far back? I mean, these things are hard to date, but going back to the early 1900s yeah? at least, yeah. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I showed you a couple great, you know, photos of like, it's one of like a Mexican guy with a banjo next to a black guy with a fiddle, and then the rest of the guys are oh, white. Oh, that, that photo, yeah, yeah. And there's others like that too. Yeah, I have that photo. Yeah, yeah, I, I think a copy. copy. That yeah. one's really interesting. That was like some kind of frontier situation. Yeah, you know. So, but 
in his 20s. It got really ugly as respectable hotel ballrooms and stuff. They just, you know. Yeah, yeah. But more, you know, then you have like the George Yellowhammers playing with the Baxter Brothers and all that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. think they did that in public. I'm not sure. Maybe they did. I'm not sure. I think it would depend on where they were playing, right? It could be. It could be also in that. Actually, now that I remember it, I read they actually did play publicly together. But, you know, people allowed that as, as they were the musicians. And, you know, so in a country situation, rural situation, you know, as long as the blacks knew their place, yeah, they exactly. were allowed to play together with whites. Had to be horrible, but, you know. They had to be, just be very polite, say, yasa, nosa, and, you know. Yeah. There's that famous picture of uh, Andrew and Jim Baxter, like, um, playing outdoors, what looks like some kind of picnic party. They're sitting by a tree, and it says "whites only" above them. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I, do I have I seen that? I don't know if I've seen that. Yeah. Whites only. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even believe that was like not that long ago. No, I can remember that from when I was young. The whites only thing was still existed where I lived in Delaware. Not even a hundred really? years. I mean, the music the 50s. is not even a hundred years. We're talking about. It's yeah. crazy. Humans you know? are so, we're so disgusting. Blow us up already. <laughs> well, I guess it does show yes, you in a way how far we've come, but you know, in another way, we're just right now, everyone's so politically correct, but then deep animals. inside, they're just as disgusting. <laughs> right now, you're like a racist bigot if you know you're nervous around like transsexuals or something. Eunuchs <laughs> yeah. in India trying to get you, right?
Excellent. Okay. Well, we're out of time, but so we'll have to do another jazz show. We got so much more great jazz to play. Yeah. Thanks, boss. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. And thank, thanks to you, my beautiful wife, who's always nice to me. Nice titties. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Johnny. You got nice titties, baby. All right, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>As for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's old time radio show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, That's I'm great. I'm going to use that in every what? show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on.
And as for the audience, so long for a while. We love That's you. That's all the songs for a while. We love you. We love your audience. Thanks for tuning in to John's Old Time Radio Show. Ooh, that was nice. Please join us next time, where John will chastise you, call you stupid, and say fuck off. Thank you and good night. Well, That's I'm, great. I'm great. I'm going to use that in every Fun. show. Every show is going to end That's with that from now on. That's a career she could have had.